You've just made a wrong turn heading south onto strange highways. Enter Death's waiting room, if you dare. And welcome to Strange Highways. I am Paul. Hey guys, it's Terry here. And um, welcome to the show. And we're we're joined uh, by special guests because this is going to be such a fun episode to talk about. We decided to bring a third person in. Uh, a, a constant uh, third party, like we're well, not constant, but always available to talk Twilight Zone. We have Richard on the show. I'm here for all the happiness. Yes. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, welcome everybody to Strange Highways, the anthology-based podcast, which talk about the Twilight Zone, talked about the original series. We're now smack dab in the middle of the 80s iteration. I hope you enjoyed our conversation about uh, the world next door last week, um, a.k.a. Uh, Mouse Missile episode. Uh, that was a lot of fun. This one will not be a lot of fun, uh, but it's an important episode to dig into. It is uh, Season 2, Episode 5, The Toys of Caliban. Um, so little bit of, like, let me just front load this by saying, um, we, we talked for like an hour or so before recording. Cause we like, we all love each other and we're friends and we had some laughs. We had to kind of get that like out in front because this is going to be a dark ride. Let's just be honest. I'm sure me being an idiot, I'm going to say something stupid at some point, but this is everybody go find this. It's on YouTube. Go find this episode. The less, you know, the better. I mean, you're going to, you're going to get, you know, you're going to get your heart kicked in. Right. But watch it. If you've not seen this, watch it. Right. That's. That's all I could say. Like up, up front, it's like just don't know anything about it. Watch it. If you if you think the Twilight Zone um, in this iteration is lacking um, the ability just to tear you apart, I would say just watch this. Right um, there, we go. Thanks everybody. Good night. Have a good. Uh, it's a good show, everybody. I'm kidding. Oh, I was hoping you'd do that. Yeah, no. Uh, it just I I just normally like you know we we were to walk through the actual plot of the episode, but I just try to tell people over and over again watch it like it's available go see go seek it out right because um you would be doing yourself a disservice if you heard us talk about it and then know the shapes of it i think you know like i even front loaded this to terry last week um i was like you know we're coming into a humdinger of an episode and i told you when i asked you to come on the show i was like yeah there's still some bullets in the chamber and um yeah i keep front loading it i'm not wrong but yeah anyway welcome to the show guys this is going to be it's going to be a thing right so uh, with that being said, can, let's sorry. Go ahead, please. Oh, I was going to say we can still talk about witching pool if you want. I mean, uh, that option's I mean, there. That, that it's hurt, in the back pocket. That hurt me in very different ways than okay. this. <laughs> what this one will do, uh, you know. Sadly, there is no anti in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> or not say well. Uh, yeah, I uh, no, I mean, um, I'm 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 thankful for that. Uh, but uh, no. Um, so with, with, with that being said, like that, so we talked last week how, um, 
that last uh, segment that we talked about, The World Next Door, was originally split out in syndication to be its own episode, but it was part of the last hour-long presentation that CBS did for this iteration of The Twilight Zone. So going forward, they're going to be half-hour um, episodes that are airing. However, there's going to still be some multi-segment episodes, but it's not going to be many. So I just think it's important to point out the air date of this episode, Toys of Caliban, December 4th, 86. The previous episode aired October 18th, 86. So they took a hard pause before coming back with how they're going to restructure the, the, the series. I could find no notes about the decision-making on this, but I think that says something where it's like, you know what? Um, we'll, we'll come back in December. We'll give this two months and see how this, this goes now. I don't know if that's going to set a course for the rest of the season where maybe, um, in terms of tone, I don't, I don't, I don't like, I think this is the last of the, um, of this, this series I remember watching as a kid. And I know, I think Terry, you had never seen any of these, uh, Richard, I think you maybe had seen maybe like pieces and bits right growing up. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I caught a segment or two, at least that I can recall anyway. Yeah. Um, and it, cause I remember we were talking last season about that episode called that segment called monsters how much that messed me up as a kid. And like, it didn't seem to hit people the same way it hit me even still. I think this one will be, you know, I think we're all going to be in agreement <laughs> on this one. So that was the air date. Number one song, um, the, you know, the feel good song, Bon Jovi's, you give love a bad name. Uh, and then the number one film, Star Trek for the voyage home that at the time people called the good one, you know, like, I don't know if you, if you guys recall that everyone said like the, um, the even number uh, Star Trek movies were the good ones. And I remember yes. this one, like this was probably, I think the most profitable of all the Star Trek films. I don't know if you, I don't you, know. It, well, cause it was the one that was the most like, you know, comedic it's where they go to get the whales and whatever. Right. Like, yeah. Um, I, yeah. And, cause uh, search for Spock was kind of a, kind of a stinker. Right. And then they bounced back with this. Yeah. Yeah. I remember this one was even the, the little bit of time that I spent when I was younger going through all the Star Trek films, at least of the original cast. Yeah. This one was a pretty good standout. This and Khan, obviously. Oh, Wrath of Khan. Wrath of Khan. Yeah, obviously yeah. number one. Uh, yeah. I'd even and then after that I'd go Undiscovered Country, which was the last one with the full cast, uh, and the, and then the motion picture. But anyway, that's the here or there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, air date of this December fourth. Uh, more good news. Uh, the MV Amazon Venture oil tanker begins leaking oil while at the port of Savannah in the United States, resulting in an oil spill approximately of five hundred thousand U.S. gallons. I'm very thankful that we learned our lesson and nothing like this is ever happening again in the water involving oil ever, ever, ever. Yep. Yep. Well, well, the only other thing I would bring to, um, time and date would be December 6th is, uh, the 52nd Heisman trophy is awarded to Benny Testaverde. <laughs> yes. Um, so we're from Cleveland. <laughs> What, what what you mean we? <laughs> well, the, the royal. I, no, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I, I have to take it back a step. We record. Paul and I record in Cleveland. Yeah. So Vinny Testaverde is somebody who is kind of part of the Cleveland history. He was not a great quarterback, but he was a quarterback in Cleveland. <laughs> so yeah, but like, didn't didn't he end up winning a ring? I, I just I don't know. Uh, I, yeah, with Baltimore. Oh, that's right. He was, was he the backup for, um, Dilfer? Um, I believe so. Yeah. All right. There we go. All right. Well, you know, great. Um, that makes another Cleveland quarterback that got a ring elsewhere. 
right? So as a backup. Yeah. Right? Yay. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, Bernie, you know, whatever. So, uh, but, I just, but, but the reason I remember Testa Bernie is because like, didn't he end up like doing like, okay with the Jets for like a half second? Like that was like his he resurgent? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, considering that we're currently in an NFL season where I think like even if Vinny Destaverde came back right now, people would be like, you know what? We got a shot. Like, I, you know, like, well, just, you yeah, know. well, we just signed somebody who was a jet. So yeah. Oh, yeah. And also uh, a former Raven. Yeah. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, I just think right now it's just like, Oh, could you, oh, could you right. potentially throw the ball forward? We'll bring you in. It's fine. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, like, you know, past five years. a future hall of famer, uh, receiver. Could you throw the ball to him? <laughs> Possibly, maybe. Mm. I just, you know, like I'm not saying I would do a good job of quarterback, but the whole thing is like people would know I wouldn't be throwing the ball, but I'd be like, all right, well, who am I handing it off to quickly? Like that's that would be like, you know, <laughs> we would go back to the days of wearing like leather helmets and playing, and you know, what was it? Um, like barely grass fields, like a broken glass, like giant United's football. That's what we would be going back to. Uh, but We're yeah, just melting the minds of any listener that we have right now. I'm so, uh, I'm sorry, I'm dropping facts. Anyway, so all right, so yeah. <laughs> Um, let's just get into the, let's get into the toys of Caliban again. Uh, this is your last warning. We're about 10 minutes in watch this. Your warning is watch it and then feel bad and then come back and listen to our conversation. Uh, so, um, so yeah, Terry, let's get into who did what here. So we have our director here is, uh, Thomas J. Wright, uh, 18 episodes of supernatural. Um, we also have, uh, 44 episodes of NCIS not familiar with this director otherwise but those are pretty prolific things yeah so i have a couple bits so he, this is the first of two segments that he'll direct the next the, actually oh. the very next episode uh the was it the convicts well, piano my fault for that notice well no no i got a couple of, he was a producer on the chris carter show millennium which was the x-files spinoff with lance Hendrickson. um directed 26 episodes of that uh, if you want to talk about like uh, a feel-good series that would be millennium Ooh, um, yeah, I, yeah i watched i watched uh, some of that I, yeah yeah. yeah, I would say Wendy and I have gone through a couple seasons of that, and that yeah. is it, like, heavy. Versus like, you know, sometimes the X-Files could have laughs. Millennium did not, right, if I recall. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he actually, um, he was a painter, and a, and a lot of his paintings were used, uh, he was like an art guy, 36 episodes of Night Gallery he did paintings for. Um, so that's cool. Wow. That's uh, a hell of a connection. Yeah. And then, yeah. um, he, uh, was a production illustrator for the Alfred Hitchcock film family plot. Just reasons why uh -huh. I'll get into that later. Like maybe, uh, so, <laughs> yes. uh, I just thought that was an interesting connection. And then also he was the director. He's dad out. Yeah. 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 So Terry, you, you forgot his biggest contribution to the uh, pop culture in general. Wait, do, do you mean the film of the century? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, no holds barred with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. Yeah, and Tiny Lister as Zeus. <laughs> yes. So to say this guy had a storied career would be an understatement. My goodness. Yes. yes. Yeah, this cat was I love Devil's yes. Bard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that movie's so... I saw that at the drive-in, and it was so stupid then when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to. I didn't even have to take a purple pill for tonight. Oh my god, this is great! Yeah. Right, man. Are you, are you telling me that not only can the Hulkster not rap, but he also can't act? <laughs> I mean, hey, stop he, it! Uh, stop I, it right I, now! And also, he can't ever back a, a successful I am a business real venture. American. Yeah. Um. <laughs> 
Yeah, pasta mania, everybody. Look that up. Uh, so, um, yeah. <laughs> and he's never once said, like, questionably racist things. Anyway, so, all right. Um, oh, so. yeah, that's right, because there was nothing questionable about those things. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was in uh, was a Suburban Commando, which is, like, you know, come on. That should have got the Oscar that year. I, I'm kidding. Uh, so, he was um, robbed. <laughs> <laughs> Oscar for the best movie yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was also, what was it? He was in the video release of Gremlins 2. Do you guys remember yes, that there was two was. different? Yes. Because I, we re- my wife and I just recently watched. Oh no, sorry, wait, there was two there was two cuts of that film. I think he was in the theatrical cut of Gremlins yes. 2 because whenever they, they interrupt the movie, he comes out and threatens the Gremlins. And I think yes. in the VHS release, somebody does like a uh, a fake John Wayne voice. Right, because it looks like the video is like skipping or whatever. Right, so if I recall, there was two cuts of that film, and he was in Gremlins too. The you know, so you know he's yeah. been in some cinematic masterpieces. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> and Tiny Lister went on to do much better things. Right, like uh, I, as much as I hate the Fifth Element, like Friday. Yeah, well, I, I've never seen a Friday film. I need to. Uh, You've I, never seen Friday, oh, Terry. Dude. You're you're. <laughs> Your abject frustration of things I've not seen is always, it's always welcoming to me. Um, you, cause before we recorded, there was at least two different things that you were upset that either one of us have not engaged in. You, it was, one was a movie and one was a video game released for like the Xbox. Like that's been like 20 plus years ago. So I'm sorry, Terry, that I've not seen everything. I Terry wanted to kick both our asses. First. Yeah, that's like, fair. Peek, right? Let's uh, peek yeah. behind the curtain. I, mean, I, yeah. I just wish you were better friends he was um, he was going to take off his yellow shirt and <laughs> yes beat yeah, the shit out of yes him. Dude, no i wish you know yeah, what safe, terry safety banana is going to go crazy yeah over here. i so mm-hmm. so terry is dressed up like a safety banana tonight people on this very visual based podcast uh yeah. so what i'm saying is like you're like i wish you're a better friend you know what terry i do apologize i wish i was a better friend um you like you know <laughs> I know more I video games that I like. I understand that I was a groomsman in your wedding, but I was like, like I was like eighth chair groomsman in your wedding. Like I understand that I was at the very end that if like there was like a, like a natural disaster and you lost me and like the next guy, you could still move forward with the wedding without any problem. I understand that. I get it. It's fine. So anyway, <laughs> oh my goodness. We keep delaying the inevitable. Uh, let's get into yep. like, So yeah, our, our writer here, uh, Terry, what else do we got? Unless you um, want to keep telling me about things I've not seen and how it's well, we'll, we'll talk about another Terry here. Yes, um, that's right. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Well, good segue. <laughs> Look at this guy. He knows wow. what he's doing. Yeah. If you, I'm a professional here. Um, so Glad we'll talk about the story yeah. is uh, written by Terry Matz. Um, nothing else. Yeah, um, and then the the so the story credits by him, and then the Atello plays by George R. R. Martin, which is the, this is the first time that I think we've actually seen his capability of being like, oh, I'm gonna mess with you hard, you know, like so, like now knowing what we know about him and knowing that he was the guy who wrote the teleplay for this, it lines up so well. Yeah, he's sharpening the spear every time. Yeah, <laughs> he's getting closer to what he needs to do. <laughs> With his ultimate goal. Yeah. It just, it's, I was going to make a brand the builder joke, but I'm not going to make that joke right now. So we'll move on. So, uh, <laughs> oh God, that was bad. Anyway, let's move on. Let's go on before the implications go way worse we'll, than that. We'll get yeah. into our cast here yes. then. Thank uh, you. Richard Mulligan. Thank you for saving uh, me from being canceled. Continue, please. Yes. <laughs> yeah. R- Richard yes. Mulligan, we, we actually talked about more recently. Uh, he plays Ernest Ross. But we had talked about him in um, the remake of Night of the Meek. Which we liked. Um, we liked a great deal in the yeah, first season. Yeah, it was fun. 
Yeah, he was a lot of fun. He he really was a lot of fun, and um, I think that the the remake of that episode was pretty endearing to like the message of like what they were trying to achieve in that, all their, their attempts. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, if you if you guys have any interest to invest into uh, Ernest Bra or I'm sorry, or, uh, Richard, Richard Mulligan, um. Go back to that episode. We talk a little bit more in depth about him. Well, because that was the the Christmas episode they released. That was three segments. It was that one, like, but does she type? Which we did not like. And then there was that um, yeah. weird like space one where like I don't I forget what it was called like the Christmas Star or some shit. That one was like not great either. But like the, uh, the Night of the Meek update, yeah. like the, like it 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 changed the story enough so it was like um, warning a remake or sorry it was warranted of the update. And it was it was good. We we both dug it. Yeah, I, I actually had my wife watch this, and she's like, "I really enjoyed that. I would like to watch this more often." I was like, "So that's going to find our, itself into our uh, holiday ro- rotation here." Wonderful. So yeah. like, oh, yeah, nice. I, yeah, it, it it was really like, um, it was nice. It, so it, it, are you going to like know. show? Are you guys going to watch Night of the Meek, and then you're going to immediately go into the the Toys of Caliban? Is that the other Christmas watch? No, we're going to go right into Treevenge. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Richard, have nice. you seen Treevenge? <laughs> oh, I, I think you've uh, you sent me the link to watch. Oh, it. It okay, because uh, it's so Treevenge is amazing. So, yes. oh, I <laughs> <laughs> folks, I like the oh. salty and the sweet. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh Treevenge is so that good. Was, uh, yeah. What is it about? Twenty minutes long? Yeah, maybe? it's not that long. It's, it's oh no, it's, dude, yeah. it's not even that. It's, it's a hoot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it might be fifteen yeah. minutes. Yeah. It's like eight minutes long. <laughs> It is like, it is, yeah, it's a one and done. You're good. Yes. Yep. Uh, All right. oh, God, I love Tree Ben. Um, but yeah, so we go uh, into our next, ca- uh, next cast member here, uh, Anna, or Annie. Uh, I think it's Anne. Is it Anna? Yeah, it's Anne Haney. Anne. Yeah. yeah. Anne Haney. Uh, Mary Ross. Uh, she was in Mrs. Doubtfire. So that's the thing I recognize her from immediately see i remember her yeah and liar liar she was the secretary that jim carrey like whenever like she was the one covering for him for most of the movie uh yeah i remember from that uh she was also uh and i think we've talked about this baby on the show before richard you and i went to go see the update of psycho in 98 in the theater oh do you remember yeah we yeah yeah, she was in that as well i think yeah you and i were both watching that in the theater yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, and, and so I also, her quote here, I love this as for her reason for coming to Hollywood. She said, my husband died. My daughter went to college. The dog got fleas and the maid quit. So I had to come to Hollywood. Yeah. Clutch. I wish it was that easy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. She was in a boatload of TV shows, which mm-hmm. I, thought, I, I had to recognize her because I, I went through the laundry list of stuff that she's been in and I'm like, Oh yeah, I watched um, Our House, Benson, Cheers, Golden Girls, Columbo, and of course, uh, well, also Mr. Belvedere, because let's be realistic, um, an English butler would come to a local Pittsburgh neighborhood <laughs> and, um, and uh, my know, jacket be a butler. On the way through uh, the door, whatever the lyrics are. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think I can't remember if one of the towns they mentioned was Beaver Falls, which isn't far from where I live. I, know, I think you're right. Like, yeah, if it was actually in Beaver Falls, I'm thinking nobody in Beaver Falls ever 
had a butler. <laughs> no one. Ever. I love Mr. Belvedere. Like, oh, I did too. I yeah. watched the hell out of it. Yeah, it's funny because like it it succeeded because there was only three networks at the time, and somehow it was still like still third every single time. But it did enough to justify like was it four or five seasons? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, and it's definitely one of those shows where you can tell it was a great idea over a big rail of coke. <laughs> <laughs> that a bunch of executives are just like, oh, you know what would be great? Oh, a oh, butler goes name? to Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah, with but me like, on this so yeah. far. But the okay. the the, right. the the lead was um, what's his name from uh, Major League, um, Bob Uecker. Oh, Bob Uecker. Yeah, yes. yeah, um, yeah. And uh, Mr. Belvedere, he was. Um, oh, I I can't remember what the character's name was, but he was in uh, Mel Brooks's. The producers, the yeah. film, the producers. I just remember original. The, this was a few years ago. Like I was, I was watching a uh, Browns game that was going sideways, and I was watching it on like regular television. And you know how like now they have the digital sub channels where it's like you can go like channel four, four one, four two, four three, or whatever it is with your antenna. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I flipped over, and it's like one of those like laugh TV where like the aspect ratio is shit because like oh not yeah, a, yeah, yeah. But I was like, oh, it's Mr. Belvedere. I'm gonna watch this now. Like, <laughs> so the, the same uh, sentiment that Richard was just saying. Um, I've been I've been watching Alf lately. <laughs> so, oh my god, Alf! <laughs> yeah, if, if, you there mean Gordon a, Shumway. Gordon Shumway. I had I had a bright orange Alf shirt in elementary school. I was so proud of it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like in the Cleveland area, we have laugh, and then like yes. Yep. On yeah, we Sundays, when I'm making breakfast, I'm like, Alf is on. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, when, okay, Terry, the important question is when you're making breakfast, how many cats are you using? Uh, uh, well, I mean, I'm not going to disclose that. <laughs> Why would I? The secret ingredient. Come on. Yeah, right. It's, it's you secret know. for a reason. You're like, listen, yeah, I'm, I'm making I'm making Mel Mac surprise. You know, anyway, so yeah. continue. Yes. Proprietary blend. <laughs> Proprietary blend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So yeah. So um. <laughs> well, before before you finish, I have to. I do have to mention special props for Anne Haney being in Quantum Leap. There, so. Yes, uh, there's so many Quantum Leap connections at this point, and um, because, oh, yeah. well, meaning because this was shot in '86, right? And like I, that's the, one of my favorite TV shows. So yeah, that makes sense. That, that yeah, I'm a sucker for Quantum Leap. I love <laughs> yes. that show. And, yeah. And although unfortunately, oh, dude, it is. I mean, it's it's eighties as hell now, but yeah. um, growing up, it was amazing. It, no, it was just it was just a fun like. How do you bring in the same two characters each week, but then change the circumstances? I just it was easily how they did serial television, like not serial, but like like um like case of the week, but in a different yes. like different way, right? And yeah, um, and, yeah. yeah, and, and since eighties an was yeah, and, and and since eighties, I mean, as much as people want to grouse about nostalgia and and rightfully so in this day and age the 80s was chock full of nostalgia uh from of the 50s yes so i mean i mean i go go back to the episode that you guys talked about however many weeks ago with friggin elvis uh, the once in future, future king. king i mean yeah yeah how yeah. many episodes are they talking about or reflecting on the 50s and all Back in the good old days, well, uh, MAGA before MAGA, you know, whatever. Yeah, well, I've, right. I think I made the joke during that episode. There was literally an episode of Quantum Leap where Sam is Elvis. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I love Quantum Leap so much. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and there's connections between he leaps into somebody that uh, has um, some challenging issues in that. Do you remember 
Richard oh, Epps I'm talking about. I do about. remember that episode. And he, yes. um, he, re- he says something out loud that I'm not going to repeat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, is it the same word that's thrown out a couple oh, times in this episode? A few too? times in this episode. There's an R word used multiple times. Like, uh, no. Yeah. I've actually seen it more recently on um, Instagram and everything too. Oh. And, uh, it, it's, oh, geez, it's still, boy. it's still wait, not a cool. Wait, wait, word are you saying use, that social man? media is using words they shouldn't to describe? Uh, people? <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's not, it's not no. good. No. It's, Shut it's your good. mind. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like, maybe some people are not trying to like progress. Um, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, I mean, not fair enough right. to them, but I'm like, but your acknowledgement of it, I'm not saying like, you know what? It's okay. They're not progressing. No, I get no, 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 no. Anyway, uh, next person here. Like, you know, let's get into to David Greenlee as Toby Ross. Uh, well, yeah. Yes. Speaking of problematic. <laughs> yeah. See, he was, uh, he Jesus was uh, in yeah. 23 episodes yeah. of, uh, beauty and the beast. And he also in slumber party massacre three. Yeah. Uh, he was, a, yeah, that that's funny enough that there is three of those. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, cause the lore is so big. You, you, you can't oh get it. Yeah. Why? That is quite a why? mythos right there. I even tried to watch a second movie and I'm like, this is trash. Stop. But maybe, maybe it becomes like, you know what? Maybe, like, maybe it's like, it, it becomes like really credible and like, Worthy of the third installment, maybe you know it, it. It rises like a phoenix from the ashes. Who knows, right? I don't Dude, know. Anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah. You being a such a, a a pillared of like what is supposed to be like championed right now. No, yeah, you know it. me. I'm, you know me. I'm always optimistic. Um, yeah, I don't. <laughs> uh, no, but he was in forty episodes of the TV series Fame, based upon the movie. And he was also an Iron Eagle. So fair enough. And, and give so, it a really, uh, really like thankless role, all things considered, right? Because yeah, it's like, how I, do you how do you play this with any type of sensitivity? Like at the time, we'll get into it later. But yeah, yeah, anyway. we're not going to downplay this role at all. Yeah, um, no. But yeah, so we'll, we're going to get into the rest of the cast here, uh, kind of briefly. Uh, Alexandra Bowie, Bory, 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 Mrs. Miss Kemp. Uh, she was in Inner Space. Um, oh, that's yeah. a good movie. And yeah. that's about yeah, all I, I got for her. That. Yes. Yeah. I, well, and I, I hey, don't forget crazy. Paul's favorite show, Highway to Heaven. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's like, um, Quantum Leap, but like for, it's like shitty Quantum Leap is Highway to Heaven. <laughs> right? I think that's uh, actually how they advertise yeah. it. Yeah. That is, yes. Yeah. Shitty qua- Christian Quantum Leap. Yes. Well, because it's like, it's so, Michael Landon and his buddy who's like the hobo or whatever in there. Right. And they go around and they do like generally nice things. Right. Like, it's not like, it's like, I, I like, I like Donald P. Belisario is like, you know what? F this. We could do better and make it cooler. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, like Al has Ziggy and then his, and then, um, Michael Landon's buddy just had like, he's just like, Hey, you know what? I talk to God all the time and I just, somehow I string you along. You never get better at life. You never have a sustainable income, but you believe that I'm an angel, right? Like it's just, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) I'm surprised there's not been like an update of highway to heaven. Like, like, like on the Hallmark channel or whatever, like where you have like, you know, um, I don't know. Uh, I was gonna say like Chuck Norris and that, that persona, but no, I don't like, I don't want that, but I want, um, I don't know, maybe like Kevin Sorbo being the angel, um, or (laughs) when you need Jesus to roundhouse kick him, (laughs) you will do her in the face. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so 
You're not a Christian. I, I, I can't think of a wholesome person because everybody is so, uh, uh, somehow tainted. <laughs> I, I, want, I want a an updated version where Kirk Cameron is the angel. And about, it, it, it is it is the smuggest piece of shit like show ever is what I want. How about how about Rob Lowe? Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe. Oh, you know, you know, because you know he he's lived a perfect life. Why not? You know, like so. <laughs> sure. I, I'm, and I'm, I, I'm sure his maid would agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Anyway, Ooh, I, oh that oh that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's getting dark tonight, everybody. All right, so it is. Yeah, yeah. Right. we haven't even hit the episode. Yet. Oh, Jesus! It's been thirty minutes. I apologize, everybody. We're we're really kicking the can here down the down the road. Um, we have I have um, uh, what was it? Um, one more number here. Earl, Earl Bullock as the minister. Um, which what was minister? Like I what. Was he the I other? don't know where the I, where's the minister. I, yeah, I, I had that credit too. I'm you like, know what? I didn't even look well, him up. I guess it's not important. Anyway, so well, I, Die Hard two, Smoking the Bandit three, and then uh, Richard Biggs um, yeah. is the doctor, uh, which we mm-hmm. obviously have to mention here because three hundred epi- uh, eighty four episodes of Days of Our Lives. Yes. Yes. I just realized in my notes I did not look up Earl Bullock, but I also I think the minister was probably cut because I don't I do not recall that character. I I, I, yeah. I don't yeah. think there was a minister yeah. character, but so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you, you can find that. What's crazy too is um, I think it was on IMDb when I was looking up various information. It says that the episode was around forty five minutes, hmm. and obviously on DVDs it's not. It's only twenty odd. So I don't know. This might have been. This might have been at the altar of like we're going to cut this down to thirty minutes, which it probably. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, if this one was forty five minutes, I can't even imagine the horrors that we would be. This is upon us. This entire. Well, time. yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I mean, <sighs> that, that, yeah. they even mentioned Earl Bullock in the um, end credits. Okay. Of the episode, because I, yeah. I remember distinctly seeing the name and then seeing Minister. I'm like, who the hell? There was no one playing a minister in this. But uh, so, yeah. so he was also in Cloak and Dagger. That's a great film. Uh, not not a, not not the best film, but a great. It's a lot of fun. Nine episodes of Coach. So we're talking about Richard Biggs as the Doctor. Fourteen episodes oh, of yes. Port Charles. Because uh, you mentioned you mentioned Days of Our Lives, Terry. So so here, uh, uh, here's the description for Port Charles, which I remember this in passing growing up. It was a spinoff from General Hospital, focusing on the professional and personal lives of the first year interns at Port Charles General Hospital. Now residents at the hospital, the doctors and their friends and families are constantly threatened by Dr. Greg Cooper, who may or may not be the general homicide killer. General Hospital homicide killer, I think. My notes are probably wrong. Cooper tries to get revenge on all of them because he was dropped from the hospital's intern program. Look at that. I think that was actually a late night TV show. I think it was about 10 PM, right? I think it was supposed to be a spinoff of general hospital. So yeah. Uh, also 110 episodes of Babylon five, uh, which is like the bulk of the series. Um, and then he died suddenly at age 44, which is a, you know, bummer. Oh, okay. yeah. So, uh, but, uh, not, uh, not before doing Paul's other favorite television show touched by an angel. <laughs> The spinoff from Highway to Heaven, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I just, anyway. He's yeah. taking everyone down with him. <laughs> <laughs> and then they went on to Seventh Heaven with the pastor that was a, a pederast that we found out later, right? Oh, so, yeah. Jesus. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> 
We had to talk about that, but we don't want to have to talk about that again. Yeah, right. Look at us. Keeping it light. Keeping it breezy easy coming into um, (laughs) the Toys of Caliban. Um, I know. I know. (laughs) I I, I was like, I was like, I'm not going to make jokes. Well, all right. We'll take a drink anyway. As I say, I think at this point we either laugh or we cry. (laughs) All right. So I'm going to cry. I'm going to put it to you guys because I had seen this episode uh, growing up. I had actually revisited this a couple years ago because I remembered this one sticking like in my head. So I knew like I even like, like I told Terry last week, I was like, here we go. Right. So I'm going to put it on you guys to, to uh, set the stage and tell us the story. So uh, Terry, you know, you seem the nicest of all of us. You, you, um, you know, lead us into the toys of Caliban. (laughs) I don't know how to make this any easier. Um, so we have two parents that are taking care of a, a, a special needs child, and he is he's kind of a burden, obviously, because the special needs children are at that point. And he is able to have special abilities that we find out pretty quick. Um, he is able to bring items to his to to his hands like he's able to actually say i want this i can bring it well because at first so, you see him playing with dolls and like and then he looks at a magazine it's a it's a toy magazine right like whatever it is like we all growing up we all had the catalogs of all the things we wanted he was looking at a, a unicorn toy right a stuffed unicorn and he says bring and then we we hear a noise unicorn toy shows up and you see, like, the one thing I want to point out, the set decoration in this episode is um, perfect, but completely upsetting, right? Like, because there's just toys. And also, when we mentioned he's special needs, which is rightfully the way to address this, he looks like, I don't know, what would you pick his age at? Like, like mid-20s, early 20s, at least? You know? like Yeah, yeah. I, I would say, like, probably about, like, the younger 20s. Yeah. Yeah, because it, 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 yeah, it starts out with him playing with the um, dolls with a mask on. And my immediate thought was whenever you hear him vocalizing or whatever, I thought, oh, no, please, please don't tell me they're going to try to have someone trying to portray a special needs person, please. And then he takes the mask off. I'm like, oh, my Christ, they're doing it. Oh, yep. God. <laughs> yeah. Like, yep, that's that's where we're at. Yeah. Oh, no, like that's, it, that's it's cool. not it's not simple Jack levels of that, but like it's. um it's yeah. approaching it, which different times. Yeah, it's terms, like they, yeah. he's that. Yeah. I mean, in all fairness to David Greenlee, he's walking a tightrope. He falls on the right side a couple times, but man, he bites hard on the wrong side a couple times too. Yeah, more because, than a couple. Yeah. Well, because also like you know this type of like the way they're portraying things, like how I don't know. Like, he clearly, you know, he is acting at a much younger level of development than, um, than his age shows. And we know that like, like it's just, right, right. that's very evident. Right. But then, but the fact that he asks, he looks at the, the magazine is like, bring me or sorry, bring that. That's the Mandela effect for me. I always thought he said, bring me, but he just says bring. Um, yeah. And he shows up with this and then his, his parents who um, look like they had him later in life. Let's be honest. Um, they're, but, but, or they had him at the time and they've gotten, they've aged so much, like, you know, like rightfully so, because they figured out like what he's capable of doing. Um, uh, but they, but they love him. Right. I think that's also the clear mm-hmm. th- through line of this is that his parents do care about him. 
and um, and they ask him to come to dinner, and because um, uh, what was it? Um, oh, what's her name? Uh, it is Mary. sorry, Mary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, it's almost as if I'm married some of the same name. Anyway, so uh, Mary uh, makes a dinner for them, her and Ernest and Toby, and he's just kind of he's like just kind of futzing around with his food, right? And and then Ernest is like, you like eat your food. And, and then Mary's more sympathetic. It's just like, it's not that Ernest is unloving, but he's trying to set boundaries. And like, he's trying to like, you ha- you got to have a little bit of a hard line, especially, I mean, I grant, I don't have children. Um, I, I've, I, you know, this must be like unimaginable on top of what we know later with him, right? Like, um, so they're just trying to, they're, they're trying to function as like an act, like civility and they're trying to live like nothing's wrong. Right. Um, and it is challenging because Toby wants donuts and I can't disagree with him. Yeah, even, <laughs> even about talking about like the meal, all he wants is donuts. So it's like, it's, it, it gets excitable. Like yes. donuts, 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 donuts. It's like, all right, but you need to eat your meal. Toby, you have to you have to have something that is nutritional, you know, and I I think that's actually that's really important to this message too. It's like you can still have what you want, but we have to train you to, you know, have nutrition here too. Yeah. So. Well, mm-hmm. then he finishes his food, and then we learn, and we see also too. By the way, like I I do appreciate. There's a lot of um, show don't tell going on in this, this episode. Yeah. Where, there are a yeah. lot of little nuanced things that they have coming up. And I think you, you, you're yeah. going to actually touch on something that I even wrote in my notes where, um, like after they, he's eaten his, yeah, his meal, they say, okay, good. We'll get you the donuts. And then, um, we'll get Richard you the Mulligan's character. Ernest. Yeah. 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 He gets up to the drawer. He says, okay, I'll get the picture. I'll get the picture. He goes and he starts to unlock the drawer with his key. And then before, before he can even get over to Toby with a picture of the donuts, Toby says, bring and two donuts appear one in each hand. Yeah. And then we also see that there's like, which I mean, I think is also probably a bad call knowing what we know about the, the family dynamic. There are these large, like, you know, cabinets or bookcases that are locked, but they have like cloth over all the books. Yeah. It's like, if you know what he's capable of doing, uh, maybe you act like Florida and get rid of all the books. I don't know. Just, mm. just throw that out there. You know, if you know that's going to be a hazard, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so well, I think that yeah. I, I think that is really an important part too. The fact that he can't see the pictures and they're being hidden away. It's like as soon as the the drawer is open, it's like I think that Toby is learning to a point. It's like. When the when it comes out of the drawer, it's like, all right, I can do it now. Well, like, no, I, I think I think what they're saying is like that the Mary's been aware that Toby's been able to start bringing things to him without looking at a picture. Um, perhaps, but if, well, I, I think that Toby's also also flexing that muscle. Like, I already know what I can do. Oh, uh, just kind of a Pavlovian thing is what you're saying. Yeah, maybe, but I, but it's also it's been implied that even though he's getting older. Um, the whole thing was was supposed to be like very much like, you know, object permanence with the pictures, right? Like if you can't see it, you can't bring it. Um, but he's now able to bring. That's what the parents know. think. But yeah. 
he knows better now. Well, he's learning. He's starting to pick it up, right? Like, and so that's the thing. So then he gets the donuts, and then also credit to Ernest is like, well, if he's doing this without us knowing, we have no idea how many donuts he's eaten, which, you know, that's a valid point because also my wife does not know how many donuts I've eaten. Um, there's times where like, like there might be donuts in the house. She has no idea what I've eaten yet. So I, yeah, but like, but Mary, but Mary was like, Oh, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We immediately cut to like Toby in bed in pain. We have no idea what, what he's eaten. Right. And, um, it's very upsetting because we now know they've lived a very controlled life for what? 20 years at least of keeping the world out. But they're now at a point where there's a problem happening that they have to let the world in. And, um, that to me is also a very, um, disturbing part of the story because Mary's like, we need to call a doctor to come. And then Ernest is like, they don't do that anymore. He's like, we need an ambulance. And then you could tell the, the sheer panic on her face of like, we can't do that. Um, I don't know about you guys, but like this, I don't, my God, this is a very chilling sequence. Yeah, I, I and, and this and I like how this is kind of repeated throughout the um, episode <clears throat> where you see like the I don't know if dichotomy is the right word or not, but you, you see the, the conflicting viewpoints between each character, but at different points. So like at first, Mary's OK with letting him kind of do his own thing, but then she's not so cool with the consequences of it, whereas it's and later on we'll bump into this too where Ernest is kind of like oh well you know don't worry about it don't worry about it don't worry about it until it becomes a problem mm -hmm. so and, and that's kind of where we're at right now Mary was okay don't worry about it don't worry about it but now that it's a problem it's like oh we have to worry about it but we still can't let people in but uh, at the same time Ernest is like well yeah he's doing it that's a problem but now we have to bring people in yeah and so then, so, yeah, it's yeah. just, it's, you could tell that like, um, he's trying to keep up like a hard line, no matter what and he's trying to be realistic. And it's also because like, they both love their son. Like that's never been in doubt this entire time watching this. Like you can tell that they do love him. Uh, but then they go to the hospital and like, um, then they find out they had food poisoning. We don't know what that means. I'm going to guess there it's a lot of, uh, donuts, right? Which I mean, you know, um, but then they're, they're the, 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 the doctors and I'm Terry, I'm sorry. I was like telling you to tell the story. I apologize. Um, but the, the, the powers that be are like, you know, well, let's keep them overnight. We'll keep them in the children's section. They're like, there's plenty of comic books and TV and just, um, the look that comes across both their faces is like, again, pure terror of like, and you, because we all know as a viewer that Toby has an ability to bring things to him whatever he visualizes. And it's like, Oh, we're just going to let him look at a TV and a comic book. No, that's not going to work, you know? And, but everybody else is looking at them like they're the worst parents in the world. And we're very sympathetic to them, but it's also like, you can tell like, um, George R. R. Martin and the person that came up with the story credit, they really blew out this idea that like, I, I will say this, I was going to say this for later. This is the inverse of it's a good life. You know, like if this was like, yeah, I was like an update kind of thinking that as well. Yeah. Where, um, you know, uh, what's his name was aware of what he was doing and realized he had all this power. It's more like, yeah, but what if that person has that same power and they don't know what they're capable of doing? Like it is. Oh. Yeah. Go ahead, Terry. Well, please. What can I, 
can I bring Uncle Ben? <laughs> what? Uncle Ben? Like what? What, what? what do you mean? What Uncle Ben? Uncle Ben. What from a uh, reading a comic book? Oh yeah, ben. no. If he brings Uncle Ben, that's that's going to be doubly bad because Uncle Ben's not going to make it twice. He's like um, double dead. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm laughing. I'm sorry. That's bad. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> you know. uh, well, that, I, well, no, because I'm we bad. like because so like it's, so then they they say fine if he's going to stay overnight, cool. Um, let's go. We're going to have a private room. We're gonna have no no comic books, no TV, and so and the doctor's like, all right, whatever, weirdos, whatever. So then we get to the next morning, and that's when we meet Miss Kemp, who, uh, you know, we can tell that she she's from like family services, and she has the best of intentions, but she doesn't understand. But then she also brings a magazine and with the space shuttle on the cover, and you're like, by this point in time, everybody watching this should be like, oh no, like do not do like you know. <laughs> Um, do you, I don't know if you guys remember, there was an episode of, um, amazing stories where, oh, yes. yeah, you, you know, you know what I'm talking about with like the, the guy messing around, like bringing things like, like into his bedroom using magazines oh, no, or yeah, whatever. With the, uh, goopy stuff or whatever. Yes. And at one point yes. there was a space oh, that shuttle. Terrified yeah. me. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I had yeah. nightmares yes. for a maybe, week after maybe that. Maybe we ending. need to get into that. Oh, I'm sorry. Spoilers, Terry. It, it follows a similar track, but maybe we should get into that episode of amazing stories. Um, but yeah, it's like, or, or was the space shuttle and weird science, but either way. Um, but yeah, there was a yes. whole, like a whole thing, right? It's like, don't. Oh, don't let him see the space shuttle. And he's freaking, he wants to see the magazine and like the, 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 the social workers like, you know, maybe we could help him. And they use a word over and over again here that I'm not going to repeat describing Toby, but it's like, she's also like, you know, there's schools to help him or there's people to help him. Yeah. I know. She's yeah. like, Oh, but we've made great strides. And then she busts out the hard R word after, uh, <laughs> it's after, like, have uh, you, pop have you made great like, strides? Oh my no God, guys. No. Yeah. I knew even then it was bad. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but the whole oh. thing was like, she's trying to like, look out for like his development. And they're like, we have no record of him going to school. And his parents are like, we know how to handle him best. We need to go. And and he's like, we can leave right now. And she's like, well, is that a good, good idea? And I like that. Uh, Ernest is like, you can't tell me we can stay here. We, we should stay here. Cause he's right. Right. We can just leave now. And so, but then the fact that like, Toby sees the magazine and goes reaching for it and they rip it out of his hands right in front of the social worker and tell him, no, it it's one of those things. It's like, it looks so bad, right? Like, um, it, it looks like they're being abusive, neglectful parents. Um, but they have no idea. She has no idea what he's capable of. Um, yeah, that whole thing. It's just like, you could tell that that's going to set the events in motion. What's happening next. And it is like, there's a sense of dread, that just keeps building from here on out where it's like they've lived in this self-imposed world and the world's coming in there. It's meaning like there's, it's going to open up whether they like it or not. And they have somebody that has this, um, unimaginable power. Like, what do you do about that? And it is, um, there's, there's just, I don't know. Like I watched this again yesterday when I was doing my notes and even, even watching this like, like four in the afternoon, taking, like taking notes, I was just getting goosebumps because of how much this thing bothered me. You know, so continue. yeah, it, it yeah. is unnerving, but I, I'll, I'll give the episode credit here. What it does is that you can also take another uh, tact or, or not tact, but you can take another uh, point of view of this where the argument of the parents rights or ideals of raising a child versus 
the system's rights and ideals of how to raise a child clash and how this was, at least it came to my awareness around this time. I don't know if it was more of a thing in the 80s or not, but I mean, and that can go as far as just, you know, parents' moral ideas or religious ideas versus, um, you know, uh, how certain religions are kind of against science where science is science. <laughs> and yeah, well, I mean, like a perfect example, Jim Henson was sick, whatever, didn't go to a hospital, died because that wasn't his, part of his belief system. Mm-hmm. And that that could be kind of a subtle argument throughout this episode. It's like, well, okay, but under the guise of of a, a special needs child with somewhat infinite powers, but not quite. But he, but yeah, that argument's still there. With uh, okay, who's more right, the parents or the outside people who may or who have the best interests in mind? but may or may not know all of the extenuating circumstances. Well, yeah. And even in, like now in 2023, like the idea of like homeschooling versus like not has gotten a lot more traction and that becomes an issue of like, what's that mean? And I'm homeschooling, but like keeping, you know, you, you as a parent making a choice to keep your child away from certain, like whatever. Right. Yeah. And it's getting more and more divisive because all things are right. And like, just, it well, is, yeah. yeah. And then you got to also look at how, that can be, or how that can or should be, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Wow. Um, You're the writer. Oh, it watched, out. yeah. <laughs> me, me no words. Me speak good. Um, now, how, how that could be overseen. You know, like, oh, okay, a parent can say, oh, yeah, I'm going to leave my kid out and, you know, homeschool them, but are they really schooling them, or is it just a shit show at home and no one's or, learning anything. Even, or even if maybe a parent's love is like, they may not understand that as much as they want to protect their child, that they have an inherent set of limitations that they're incapable of providing proper care, you know, like, so right. there might be that too. Um, but yeah, that's way more complicated than, um, than like just, it's something that's hanging in my head watching this. Right. So, yes. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so Terry, you've been quiet. So like, where were you at at this point? in the episode it's pretty traumatizing actually yeah. um I, it, the, the fact that the family is not able to reach out to anybody to seek any kind of treatment and so they they have to feel sheltered because they're protecting everybody else and not only everybody else but toby at the same point like primarily like Toby is the one that needs to be sheltered here. And so like when he needs to bring something, it always turns up dead. Well, you're talking about like living, living things. Like if there's like an actual like being, if he brings anything like, cause like, like solid objects and donuts, (laughs) um, (laughs) you know, like if it's like, I mean, donuts are organic, right. But it's like toys, whatever things that are already not living to begin with. He could bring them. They, yeah. Yeah. He's already, he's already figuring it out. It's like these things are, I, I can, I can, I can bring them, 
but it's like he doesn't understand the consequences. Well, because like, it, okay, yeah. So when when they leave the hospital first, he kept looking at the floor buffer, and I forgot. I'm like, did he bring the floor buffer home? I was waiting for that minute of like the roo, roo, roo. anyway. That didn't happen. He was really obsessed with the floor buffer, which, by the way, it's a cool looking machine, no doubt, right? Um, <laughs> but then they get into the house. And you could tell Mary's like, oh, he was looking at it and he was focused on it. And then they're talking that he looked at a squirrel on the way home. And then yeah. Ernest is like, yeah, if he if he if he brings it, I'll just bury it in the backyard with everything else. That that implies so much more, right? Like, yes. um, and then we even get the story later that fills out those details, right? So then, um, so then, yeah, they they're they're stressed. They went through this whole ordeal. But then they have a conversation, which is also heartbreaking about how. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, this is probably one of the most heartbreaking human scenes. Yeah, talk about it, please. That goes on. Go into Uh, it. Terry, you want to dip into this? Terry, make a set. Come on, just make a set, please. Well, I already did. Okay, yeah. yeah. (laughs) No. um, Yeah, this conversation they have about, like, trying to get help and live a normal life for a minute. Yeah, uh, please describe this because it is. Oh, it's, it's a very realistic conversation about a very unrealistic problem. Well, I mean, I mean, it is realistic, right? In terms of like the life they've, they've had to live and, and Mary's struggle to want to do something just out of outside. Right. Like it's, it's heartbreaking. So, yeah. So we're, we're, ta- we're talking about, uh, the, the, the family here now, yes. like the Mr. And Mrs. Mm. Uh, Ross. Uh, so, uh, Mary is also saying, like, why can't we just, like, seek out something so he can have a little bit of time? Maybe we can see a movie, have a dinner, just you and I. And, of course, Ernest is so frightened by this situation. It is, like, so inherent in his blood to be, like, no, I can't. We can't. We can't leave Toby with somebody without us. We can't leave him without some kind of guidance between you or possibly I. Somebody has to be there. And it's so it's so scary. The fact that like none like neither one of them feel comfortable not only feeling that they could do something independent, but not only have a, a like a dinner, like some kind of like like thing with each other. Yeah, because like, how do you how do you tell the baby a babysitter like, hey, you know, you're coming over to watch our son. Thank you. He's special needs. Um, do not engage in any type of like TV or photo books. Why? Because it'll probably kill everybody on Earth. Like, you know, like how do you like how do you try to explain this to somebody? Right? Like, just you don't know the consequence of your, like of the potential. Cause even, even Ernest is like, we have no idea what he would be exposed to in those couple hours. Like, especially knowing like if he gets fixated on something, we have no idea what he would bring. And it's like, yeah, it, it's like, I don't think he's, I don't think he's terrified. I just think he's just defeated and resigned. That's the vibe I got from it. Like, because they, like you, there's so many stories here that we don't know of things that have happened. You know, it's, it's sad. Yeah, because even as he says it, you can see and, and credit to both Richard Mulligan and and, um, and Anne Haney as he's explaining this, you know, kind of gently shooting down Mary's suggestion. You can just see her face slowly fall as 
she realizes and knows the truth. It's like uh, that because he says, you know, this is, you know, our, our burden, our responsibility. He said, I, you know, he likes the idea of taking a break, but, you know, he said, we can't do it. Yeah. So we just can't. And yeah, watching her face slowly fall just crushes me. It's like, oh my God. So, yeah. You know, there's like, there's no ability to sneak away and just do something, you know? Like, even if it is just to like have a, like a breakfast just between the two of you, that it's not there, you know, because you're always cognitive of like what's going on with Toby. And then they even like, even at this point, they, they trust him enough to be in his bedroom, like just like doing his own thing. But then you realize that he remembers the magazine that had the spaceship, sorry, the spaceship, the space shuttle on the front of it. And he, Mm -hmm. he brings it to him. But then um, the one thing that's also a sweet but also very like bittersweet part of this is that before we get to that part, which I'm going to leave to one of you two to describe because it is one of the worst things I've ever seen. Worst as in just devastating things I've seen in a TV show. Um, how Ernest wakes up Mary because she's like asleep on the couch. She's like, I made you tea. She's like, you didn't have to. It's like they're still trying to have like a shared moment of sweetness there. And it's like that. Like I, I just I don't think I ever picked up on that like when I was younger watching this, but that goes so much longer where it's like, yeah, they're they're in they're in hell, but they can still be kind to each other, and that goes a long way. And then as they're about to like drink the tea, and then she hears Toby like you know messing around in the bedroom, she's like, I'm gonna go check out him for a moment. So yeah, take it away, what are you two? Because I don't I don't want to be that guy um, talking about what happens <laughs> next. Yeah, I'll, I'll, well, take I, 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 I'll take the forefront of like the, the first message there. Um, I don't have children, but I know so many people that have uh, kids and they're like, I just want a moment alone, dude. I just, <laughs> I, I just like, I, yeah, like it's, it's difficult to just be able to like, just go to the bathroom. <laughs> like, I just like, I'm, so, I'm so drained, bro. <laughs> like, so all that aside, it's like to deal with a situation like that was coming up right now. I'm just going to let Richard take this. Like, <laughs> Sorry. I'm laughing because I was, you're like, let me step in for a second. Dude, front into this, but here's you're, like, you're like, I'm going to talk for a second, but I'm going to let dude. him be the sad one and break everybody's hearts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You, you, uh, we, we break everybody's hearts all the time because of our podcast. Uh, yeah, so it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, there was one part that um, whenever uh, uh, whenever Ernest and Mary had come home uh, after the hospital that they were, you know, going through back and forth with, you know, oh, what are we going to do about Mrs. Kemp, this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. And, you know, uh, uh, Ernest says, oh, don't worry about it. You know, he says, you know, just try to relax. You know, don't forget about your heart. And then she says, okay, all right. So what goes on next after um, Ernest wakes her up, gives her some tea, and he's, she says, oh, I'm going to go check on a Toby. He says, no, 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 don't worry about it. You worry too much. And she said, no, it'll just take a second. So she goes in and she, she says, Toby, what's going on? And you only see a shot from Toby from behind. And you could tell that he's he's playing with something, and you don't quite know what. And she sees the magazine on the ground and she picks it up and looks at it. And then she looks at Toby who turns around and he has blood all down his hands. And then she sees 
you could tell just by the look on her face that she sees what he was looking at. And then she grasps her heart. She has a heart attack and falls to the ground. And then it shows the picture that she was looking at, which implies that the picture that Toby was looking at was a human heart. Yeah. And that he had that in the scene earlier, he said he was looking at the magazine and said, bring. So yeah. he brought a heart. Now, it, it, there was a one or two places where it said, oh, he, when he said bring, it was. I, I, I disagree with this where it says he brought his, Mary's heart. I, I don't think that's the case. Or I don't think so either. Dead long before no, that. no, no. I don't think he brought. I think he brought a heart. He brought a heart. Yeah. She saw it and then just you know, yeah. had a heart attack herself. But even still, that she then passes away, and then at that point, Ernest calls her name a couple of times, and then comes into the room, and he just stops dead in commercial break. Well, there's a crane shot that just, that pulls up, like yes, like from like, yeah. and it's like we yeah, don't, just to kind of show the whole room, and then Toby just kind of unaware of the whole situation. Yeah, and, and it's just like Ernest. The, is, oh my the, god! There's not a lot of big spatial camera movements in this, but that works, right? It's like it just leaves you just flat footed. And they're like, by the way, guess what? Commercials time for the Metamucil commercial, whatever's going on. It's just like, yeah, I, uh, exactly. Everything's oof. really tight. And, um, yeah. And, um, which is actually very effective with the entire episode because it is, it's so tight and confined and claustrophobic that really feeds into the other characters situation where, okay, this is where we're at and this is what's going on with us. And we really can't, get out into the wider open world just because of the stimulation that Toby would receive. Yeah. I mean, even if like, I'm not saying that they would do this cause you said this was like a, maybe a 40 minute segment that got cut down. Even if they still, if CBS was like, you know what we, we need to like, you know, we're going to still fire ahead with like hour long episodes. If they would have stopped the story here and that would have been the ending. Like, I think all of our minds would have been like, like scanners, like gone, you know, like, Oh yeah. yeah. I think it still would have been a humdinger, but then, what occurs next is even um, worse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah. Like, oh, you've stomped on my heart. Oof. Oh, you're going to take my heart out put it back in, take it out again and then yeah. stomp on it some more. Yeah. Okay. That, that's fine. So then like, after the commercial break, we get a, like, we get the bit of like, um, where Ernest is sitting in like his, like oh, yeah, easy chair or whatever, holding a photo, a black white photo of his wife. And then, but also we keep seeing, like, I think it's purposely, like, this is probably what was going on the entire time, but we're seeing more and more toys. All over the house. Yeah. You can tell that Ernest is kind of like resigned. Like, it's not that he is like, he doesn't love his son, but like, what do you do now? I'm the only one left. But I, I also think that he's like, uh, we have a real problem here. Um, maybe just bring all the toys. Bring. To distract. From, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. That, that's fair. Right. So then uh, Miss Kemp stops by. Uh, and then she has a, you know, talk to him about like, you know, Ernest about like maybe putting Toby like in a home or whatever. And he's like, I'm not going to do that. And there's a specific line that says, I won't send Toby away, which is an inverse to what Toby does. Right. Like, I think that's a yeah. very specific line of dialogue, like purposely written. And you could tell that like that Ernest is like, no, he's like, you don't understand. And so then she's like, well, if you're not going to do it voluntarily, I could, I have the power to do so. And then he's like, sit down. I'm going to show you what happens here. Right. Like, and then he opens the cabinet and you can see Toby's excited for a picture book. And then I don't know. I mean, credit to, I mean, I guess Ernest was like, I want to make this point for real. I don't know why you grab a book full of armaments, whatever, you know, maybe there's a book of like, you know, 
um, like vegetables or something. I don't know, whatever. Um, something, <laughs> yes. Something lovely pillowcases. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. This catalog, it's a Sears catalog of, uh, just like, you know, bedroom stuff. I don't know. Um, yeah. But he opens it to a specific page and like, and, and you could tell that like, and I, Terry is speaking to you about like, uh, earlier about Toby kind of like starting to come into his own, but also like seeking permission. Um, he's, he is like anxious because he's not used to Ernest literally like, handing him a book he's never seen with a picture he's never seen and asking for, like, he's looking for permission to bring it. Right. And that's the credit to the actor. You could tell, like, I could do this. And he's like, yeah, yeah, bring it. And he brings like the largest goddamn dagger you've ever seen, you know, in the world. And, um, and, and Ms. Kemp is like, she just thinks it's like a parlor trick. But also, did you notice the brief interaction where Ernest is like, he goes to gravity. He, told, he tells Toby, he's like, no, 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 sharp. And Toby doesn't reach yeah. for it. It's yeah, just, exactly. Yeah. And I like the line after that because she's like, oh, you're showing me cheap parlor tricks? And he says, oh, there are a lot of sharp things in this world, Miss Kemp. And I'm like, oh, God. And then the, the, the line that comes up a little later is when you really realize what he's talking about. Yeah. Cause also yeah. like she's bringing the receipts of like the neighbors say he never gets to go outside. Toby never gets to go outside. You, like he's never been to like all, like never been to the zoo. Like she's like this kid, like she's basically saying this, you know, this, this person has never been actually exposed to the outside world. And Ernest is like, there's a reason for this. Right. And then he eventually hands her the book. It's like, you know what? Pick for yourself. And also like good on her that she didn't pick like, you know, like, I don't know. Like, like, I don't know, a warhead or something. I don't know what else in that book. Right. Yeah. Like um, what we'll find out soon. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, uh, it's, yeah. Like, it's like, Oh, I'm just going to pick this claymore mine, you know, whatever now. But like she picks a shoot. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. it's like, it's like you could say, Hey man, um, uh, my Amazon, uh, it's not going to show up soon enough. Mm. I need some toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I, don't, I just, mean, that's kind of what we're dealing with at this point now. It's like, you like I just I put an order in last night. It's like, all right, I had like five things. Like, all right, I can move things around. Do I need it at seven in the morning? No, I can't. No, no, I don't need that. That's, I, I, that's where Toby is now. Like they could have done that with Toby. Yeah, that's <laughs> fair. Who good. knows? Who knows if they actually like maybe supplemented their like income because they're living at like who knows right? We like maybe right, um, like and rewarded him with all the donuts. We don't know, um, but. The fact that he's like, but I think also the fact that he's like showing her weapons, meaning like they, like this is just the beginning of what he could do. Right. And then she picks a suit of armor. It, it shows up and collapses and she freaks out. And that's whenever uh, Ernest is like, can I tell you? He's like, he's, he told her, he told her the story about the puppy, which it's funny because when I was, I was talking to my wife before we started recording, I like, I, I was talking about this yesterday about like every time I watch this, it gets worse. Meaning it's harder to watch every time. Cause I know what's happening. Right. Yeah. And I was like, do you remember that? Cause we watched it like three or four years ago. She's like, I remember the puppy. And I'm like the story of the puppy. She's like, yeah. Like, so she Mandela affected too, that she, the part she remembers is the thing that didn't actually happen in the episode, but she remembered the story of the puppy. And that tells yes. you like that thing burned in her head. You know, <laughs> Like, so I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what? I'm watching it again. You know? So, so we find out that because, um, Toby saw a, a, on TV, a puppy and wanted it and brought it. And then, um, and then it showed up dead. And then there's a line about like, you know, there, I, there's a lot of things buried in the backyard. Like we have no idea how many living things he tried to bring. And that to me is yeah. also very devastating. My God, it is, it is, 
again, like, I guess the older I get, the more, like, like the more I get, like something like that hits harder of like the reality versus like, here's your kid watching a scary movie, like, Oh, whatever. But it's like, like, I don't know the idea that your backyard's full of so many dead animals because you, you are trying to protect your child and try to, to, to help them. Like they're, they're, they're not bad. The kid's not bad, but how do you tell them to not do that? Right. Like, yeah. Richard, it, Richard has a lot of weight on his shoulders to like kind of figure out what to do here. You mean, you mean Ernest? Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, I thought your way, I thought you're trying to pass off to Richard to keep talking, telling the story. Um, anyway. Uh, Maybe. Well, it is Richard Mulligan. <laughs> it is Richard Mulligan. Mulligan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no. I can talk a lot. Yeah. Most people don't want me to. Yeah. That's but fine. Like, yeah. So he tells a story, and that's when he's telling this kid. All the like, weight you know, is on your shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he's trying to get across to Miss Kemp. He's like, like, he's trying to explain to her. He's like, I'm not putting him any place because, like, basically, he's like, he's going to be treated as, like, like you know, just an object. And, and it's also like, once people understand what he can do, we have no idea. Because it's like, he said, He's like, Toby can't say no. And it's like, when you have this ability, the weaponization of it becomes like unknowable. Right. Like, so, um, and also the amount of like, just like carnage that could be found like left, right. Is unknowable. So he's like, I want to protect my son. I love my son. I don't want him anywhere out there. I'm trying to make you understand. Um, and that is a very important part of this. Um, and there's that, that's that there's so much sympathy there that, uh, what happens next is like very tragic. Oh, it is so horrific. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Cause after he tries to shoo her out to shoo Miss Kemp out, you know, she kind of pushes back and then they argue. And then as you've seen throughout the rest of the episode, anytime someone gets slightly upset or whatever, it stresses Toby out to the point where. The only person that's kind of been able to calm him down is his mother. And so then in the ensuing argument between Kemp and Ernest, um, Toby grabs the picture of Mary that Ernest was holding around. And then he suddenly realizes it too late before Toby looks and says, Mama, bring. Holy shit. I... All right, Terry. You Terry, it's your time now. This. Come on. There you go, Terry. What happens next? Uh, well, basically, the way it works out is uh, there is like a flash, flash scene of <laughs> Ernest and Toby, and all of a sudden, the, the mother, Mary, all of a sudden, like, finds herself in a chair. Like, mm-hmm. it is. Her dead body is just sitting there. Yeah, it looks like she's dressed in her funeral clothes and she's rotted. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, yeah and it's it's like quick enough of a shot that... It's like flash, 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 and then yeah. she's sitting there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it kind of lets your mind fill in the blanks more so than really what maybe is even there. And it it's just... I, whatever I've conjured up is probably more horrific than what they showed on the TV, but um, not by much. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, so, so yeah, Miss Kemp uh, gets out of there, rightfully so. 
Uh, but then yeah, she screams and leaves. Yeah, but and then Ernest obviously like, doesn't learn her damn lesson. But <laughs> fair enough. And then like then Ernest grabs Toby is trying to like tell him not to look, not to look because like you know he's also he's upset, but he also understands that Toby doesn't understand. You know, and it's like he's showing compassion. And then we cut to um, him in the backyard again, burying his wife. Right. And he was like, he's just like apologizing. He's like, you know, he doesn't know. Right. The whole thing is like, you can see like this deep sadness. He's like, you know, cause one, it's horrific. And two, it's like, they, he knows that like Toby doesn't know. And then, um, the part I didn't pick up on the first couple of times is I didn't realize, like, I mean, watching it now, it's obvious, but he hears the sirens like of the police coming and he's like, well, it's time. Right. And so, yeah, he, he says yeah. that to himself twice. And yeah. I'm like, Oh geez. Because so, yeah. it, it, yeah. the first time I watched it, I didn't quite know what was coming next, but I, you could kind of guess and not be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So the authorities are coming because Miss Kemp went and talked to the police because she saw some weird shit, rightfully so. Uh, but then that's whenever uh, Ernest is like, you know what? Like, I, uh, this is like, we can't go on. But also, like, I love my son enough that I can't, I can't let anybody else. Like, like we, like basically like there's a mercy here. It's, it's sad, sad mercy. And he goes to the cabinet that all the books are covered with cloth and he opens it up and brings out one book and Richard Mulligan's performance here of opening the book and like, ho- like holding his son's head and, and then like letting him look at everything. And he's like, Oh, it's beautiful. It's like, what does he say? It's like, um, it's pretty. He's like, isn't it pretty like a sunset? And yeah. Then, so it's like yeah. an orange and yellow sunset. Yeah. And then he sits there and he, my pets pats his head and says, you know, you're, you're, you're my good boy. You've always been my good boy. And the second time I watched this, I was a damn wreck. I, I was just in right. tears. Yeah. Watch this. I'm like, I'm, I'm done. I, I, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. You're like, thanks Paul. I know. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh. yeah. But then he, he's like, Twilight you know, he, zone and, yeah. Cause he knew yeah. Toby was going to bring it. And then he brought fire to the house and just, just detonated the house as the cops are pulling up. And you can see Miss Kemp getting out of the car and she knows what happened. Like nobody else will ever believe her, but she knows what happened or she knows what Toby was capable of doing. And that's your episode. Good night, everybody. Have a good weekend. You know, like Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. Uh, Cause the photo that he was looking at was a fire. Right. And then he brought well, fire. It, it, yeah. Well, to layer it, uh, you could actually see the flames in the eyes. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause yeah. So there you go, everybody. Um, that, that's, that's the, that's the episode. And I know like we've been having some awkward laughs throughout because this thing is, um, this might be, I, I would say probably like the darkest, like the darkest episode of the twilight zone that I've ever talked about. Like we've yeah. had some heavy, I, well, I mean, okay. Maybe, maybe deaths had revisited, from the original series is like, cause that's dealing with like, you know, a German SSS officer going back to Dachau. Right. So in terms of oh, historical yeah. context, I've seen that before. That was yeah. rough. Yeah. 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 In, ter- in terms of historical context yeah. that, and then what was it? Um, what was, it? um, I am the night color me black. That was a heavy one too, with, um, the town like plunged in darkness mm-hmm. because of hanging. What was it? Um, what was it? The man the color person committing yeah. murder. Uh, supposedly, right? Well, no, he did because he actually yeah. killed a white supremacist, right? Like in terms of social heavy issues, 
there has been more serious. I mean, even we talked about last season, like uh, Nightcrawlers is dealing with a lot of PTSD and things there too. So there's a lot of historical um, things that have a lot more weight, but in terms of just pure dark, nobody's getting out of this. I don't know if we've ever talked about it, a segment or an episode of Twilight Zone more just like, guess what? You're not getting out. We're done now. Like, I don't, I, I just, maybe could, people could tell me I'm wrong. I know you made a joke at the beginning of the episode about the bewitching pool. That doesn't count. But, um, <laughs> uh, uh, that's like, dark. Man. I, yeah. Right. No, but I'm talking like my, like the implication and just also the sadness, um, and also the weight of everything going on. Dear God, like I knew coming into this, this was going to be a challenging conversation. Um, and I think we handled it with pretty good touch, all things considered. Um, is this an episode of the Twilight Zone worth watching? A thousand percent. Uh, is this one that people are going to come back to? Probably not. I think I've watched it four times now. I need a hug. You know? Like, yeah, I, um, I, I wrote in my notes, will I ever watch this episode again? Nope. <laughs> not again. Twice, yeah. I'm good. Because that's the thing. I even look back at this and now it, it's it's kind of one of those things where and I'll liken it to, um, I, I don't know, I, I know that you listened to it, Paul. I'm not sure if you listened to it, Terry. The, um, Stephen Elgoro's discussion of the decline of Western civilization, part two, and then... Um, some kind of monster, right? The, some the, kind of monster the, on the Talk, talk About Rhythm, Rhythm yeah, podcast. Yeah. Um, at one point, Steve was discussing how he had watched the other, um, the decline of Western civilization films and even a few other documentaries. And he said, it's like funny trying to say that he watched that documentary that is so depressing while at the same time trying to say it's a good documentary. Cause it's like, I, I don't know if I can say this was a good episode to watch. Was it, um, an important one to watch? Was it effect an effective one? Let's put it that way. Yeah. I think that's a better way to phrase mm -hmm. it. Was it an effective episode? Yes. Was it a good episode? I, I don't know for, for me personally. I, and, and I, I understand. And again, I brought this, uh, this up earlier, the, you know, the whole family knows best versus a knowledgeable government programs idea. I mean, and, and that's a whole other discussion uh, for a whole other podcast, but like one of the major issues, things that I take umbrage with this, episode in particular and and i mentioned this to paul and terry off air I'm, i i have a nephew who has special needs but I, I would almost and and again it's like with with the actor trying to portray that it's like ah, i i get it it's the 80s you can kind of say oh yeah time and place whatever but at the same time i also wonder if using someone with special needs as a complete innocent wasn't Almost a little bit of lazy writing, because couldn't it have been used, and not so much to the, the extent of it's a good life, but couldn't you have used the angle where there was just a child, where the parents, when they discovered that the kid did have these abilities, not to the extent that the boy in It's a Good Life has, but to the extent that Toby does, wouldn't it have been more of an interesting take if they had just done what the parents had done this occasion, where they had closed off all of the outside stimuli 
to to the uh, sun. The special needs, notwithstanding, not even a part of the um, storyline. I, I I wonder if that would have been a little more interesting. If that would have given it a different spin rather than just like, well, he's you know mentally impaired, so he's. So you're blah, talking blah, like blah, if, if, if they would have like made it like this, this child was like four or five or six and not understanding like what they're capable of doing and what yeah, maybe, to, yeah. maybe something like that. It's yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I, yeah. it's, I don't know how you thread this needle, like trying to cross that. Like, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, I get what yeah. you're saying. I, I just, I also yeah, think, and that kind of goes back to the part of me saying too, that this couldn't be done today. It's, I, I don't think it could be. No, I, I, I really don't. Not, not as it stands now. I, maybe not in this iteration, but I think that since there's more awareness of um, parenting challenges and that there's yes. more, you know, like there, like more people are aware of developmental needs and, and, and kids on the spectrum. And like, I mean, but I'm not using those words correctly. And I'm, no, no, I'm not I, trying I think to, you, you know, are you very I, well. I, I'm yeah. not trying to like, you know, I'm not trying to like miss mislabel or disparage. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, like, um, you know, I think there's something there, especially like, I think, because then even if there were like, even if there were outside forces for the good trying to help, there's probably the, still that innate thing of like the parents of being like, yeah, we have family that want to help or whatever, but it's like, do they, un- like they will not understand. Yeah. They like, won't you know, get like, it. It's like, it's nine, like uh, we understand that again, going back to the family yeah. versus the, the outside help. It's like, well, Okay, do you guys really know what you're talking about? Yeah, like so. we do because we're living with it on the daily. You guys aren't. I, I think the the bones here but, are fascinating. Um, yes. And, and, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Trust me, I, I stand by me saying that this is a very effective episode. And I think yeah. for the most part, it fires is all all cylinders for what it's trying to do. Um, and it it um like when I talk about it's a good life, the original iteration that does not end on a good note. Um, the, the update in Twilight Zone, the movie tries to with the teacher and the kid right on the way out where it's like, Oh, maybe yeah. I can guide him. Right. And I know that there's supposed to be a sequel in the, was the CW like WB iteration that we'll get to eventually. I hope. Oh yeah. 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 Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. but I think this is like, this is the, like, it almost feels like George R. R. Martin's like, yeah, that one. Yeah. But what if I just like, just crushed it underfoot and see what happens? Like it is, um, cause the idea of like, of, of, a, of a person that like in, in the case of Toby, that, um, is not inherently evil. He's not, he's not a, he's, he's not a bad boy. He's not a bad son. It's just that he doesn't have the same context or, um, you know, impulse control. Right. Yeah. And, but that also it's like, you have the abilities of a God. I, I understand your context of like, maybe they could have shaped this better. Absolutely. But that has to be a like, yeah. I, and, and granted, I'm yeah. saying this too. And, and this is something that I will rail against in certain cases. I'm looking at something from the past through a modern day lens. Well, it, like this isn't and, like, like did, you, did you read Dreamcatcher? The Stephen King books. Dream, Dream oh, Catcher. I have not. No, okay. not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's just the, the and I'm, I'm sorry, Terry. Terry, I know you're still here. I'm, I apologize. Um, uh, hi. You're just like, <laughs> like my hi, co-host. Terry. How you yeah. doing? Hi, hi. Sup, sup, Terry. Uh, no. Yeah. Well, well um, like you guys are talking about like certain things that I'll just put it out there. Like I know that like there's like like a ping pong of 
certain things that like maybe like really difficult to watch. Uh, the other thing is uh, Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, didn't feel Ooh, make geez. me feel like didn't make me feel like great inside either. But <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not running to rewatch that one either. So. Oh, yeah, I, I've watched that movie hits. twice. Yeah, yeah. The first yeah. time, the first time I was like, oh my god, and the second time I'm like. F this movie. Anyway, so yeah, uh, um, no, I get it. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. I, I have I have the book upstairs. And I'm like, oh, do I? I'm sorry, Hubert Selby Jr. You're you're cool, but I don't know if you're that cool. Like I've watched I've watched The Road once. I think I'm good. You know, like yeah, I, yeah. I, I read The Road. I'm I'm done. Yeah, I, yeah. Which I I have no no real room to speak because I'm uh, re reading uh, it again for the third time. So I don't know. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yeah, there's certain, yeah, there's certain there questionable, some, some, there's some. some questionable group activities that happen in that book that, uh, you know, anyway, so, uh, Not until the 26th chapter or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It doesn't come around until the end, but even then you're like, Oh wow. No, but one of the characters in Dreamcatcher is a, a, a mentally, um, like, uh, incapacitated person. It's one of the, like, it's a brother, um, that like ends up being played by like, Oh, um, Oh, in the movie, it's the other Wahlberg of the seven. Which one? Um, it's not. Oh, it's not Mark. Yeah, yeah. It's the other one. And Donnie so, you, yeah, Donnie. It's Donnie Wahlberg. It's Donnie. Donnie Wahlberg. Hey, Donnie. Um, it hey, Donnie. Is, it is Donnie. Yeah, and like, um, and you want to talk about somebody that um, that leans into the wrong in- inclinations of that type of character? Which again, I'm going to put that to King. But I mean, I guess it reads different on the page. I don't know. But yeah, like th- this could be. Whew, it it could have been handled way worse. Um, but I, I agree fair, with all that. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, but just, I was looking forward to the conversation and I know we're going on like 90 minutes now talking about this 30 minute segment. Um, it's just that when I told you and I asked you to come on the show and I know I warned Terry last week, um, as much as, um, this, this iteration of the twilight zone has been a lot of rough road in terms of like quality storytelling, this shows me that we're not done yet. This thing is, it is, it is mean oh. and all over the place and rightfully so like it earns everything. Yeah. But th- yeah, this, it, yeah. Yeah. This was a goddamn hammer. It, yeah. it really did. It, it hit hard and yeah. And I'll say it again. Was it a good episode? I don't know. Was it an effective episode? Yes. Yeah. So it's a Terry, where are you at with this? It has teeth. I mean, look, every bit has teeth. Uh, you you really do need to re- recognize what's going on with uh, the the disabled people um, and where they are and like where their parents are. I mean, this puts it right on like that platform. Yeah, the the parents here, the Rosses, had a lot of trouble. And even then, it's like when they could seek help, they couldn't get it. That that's a hell of a like a storyline, hell of a storyline. I this this actually like really hurt me, like this storyline, because it's like, what do you do for Toby? What do you do for the the, the Rosses as a family? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like so. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think that's going to do it. I mean, <laughs> for yeah. this, uh, feel good episode of, uh, uh, the twilight zone. I'm just saying like, like uh, you, if you like, 
I don't know. Like I, I maybe I've not, I've not done a lot of research cause I feel like we're very protective of ourselves here that uh, I don't know if too many other twilight zone podcasts have dug deep into the eighties uh, iteration of the show. It's easy to cherry pick like, you know, the, the original, the, they all list. suck. <laughs> I'm sure they're fine. Okay. No, they suck. Okay. Terry's putting his foot down. Yeah. Dude, I'm, 250 pounds fight me come on let's go he's taking his yellow shirt off come on. he's taking the yellow shirt off he's come like listen on. i'm 250 pounds and 17 of them are I'm donuts ba- i'm battle banana right now <laughs> battle, on, banana. Let's go. battle banana let's go that banana's bruised oh yeah yeah <laughs> watch out he's right he's ripe he's like watch out i'll bring a bunch with me anyway no um <laughs> 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 no, I'm just saying like, you know, like this has been, this has been the joy and I, I'm saying this in the, the, the most way, right. Of talking about the series so far. Right. Like, um, like I know, I know Richard, we had you on for grandma last year. Um, that was mm, a, a great yeah. episode, but even like, uh, going back to the original series, like I know that imported it, but like an occurrence in Owl Creek bridge, wonderful oh. talk. Like this shows the different, different elements and dynamics that the show can go why, into. Why yeah. are all the depressing episodes involving Richard at this point? I don't know. It's just, yeah. I just want to bring dude, everybody. Richard, no. Richard, he, my dude. No, but, my hey, dude no, 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 that's not fair. That's not fair. No, hold up. Hold up. I'll push. Pu- I'm pushing you away. Do you need a hug, dude? I, I, I'd like a hug, please. Yeah, but, we, right. but, but you, but you no, guys no, were wait, on, wait a minute. Wait, we, wait, no, wait. No, 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 no. We, I'm we, giving him a hug right now. Okay, great. Virtual hug. Virtual hug. Virtual hug. Is the banana oh, hammock in full force? I don't know. Um, so, just um, watch this. Yeah. Watch this. I, yeah. That's the only way that's I do right. it, baby. That's right. Here's here's the arms, baby. Yeah, there right go. there. You see it. It's all. I'm grabbing underneath, too. So Terry's like, he's like, hug, bring. Is what oh. happened? No, um. So, uh, no, I'm saying no. You guys run for the invaders revisit. God damn! Like that was like that. You know, hey, let's not bring those portly bastards into this. All right, they, <laughs> you know, they've had enough trouble. Those clearly. baked potato I'm over aliens. Here hugging you know. my bro. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So okay. Um. So yeah. Any any other notes? Uh. Any other comments about um the toys of Caliban? Which I know that's a reference to Shakespeare. I didn't really dig into it. Um, it's a reference to what was it, the Tempest? I think one of the characters in the Tempest. I know it's referring to a lonely yeah. monster. Yeah, I didn't really get into. It. I just, yeah, you know, that's me being a hack and a fraud. I didn't dig into that part of it. So, um, anyway, any other any other comments before we get into the twist and the other things before we're out here? Nope. I All think right. we're I think we're set for the twist. All right, let's read that twist. Twist rating is always is one through five, one being we saw it from a mile away and five being mind-blowing. Um, I'm biased since I've seen this previously and I knew what was going on. I'm still going to give this a four because it upsets me every single time, meaning like this could have taken a lot of different directions and the fact that it was it was dark from the start and was like, yeah, guess what? What if we get darker and then darker and then darker? And by the way, credits. So I don't like, so Richard, you're the guest. Where are you at with your twist? Yeah, I mean, if if the twist is going to be what what how it ultimately ends, um, with just oh man, which twist? Jeez, like, like, <laughs> like the like the worst mercy of like you know with Ernest being yeah. like you know what I I like I like I they, can't if, do this if the twist is Ernest saying okay it's time I mean well with any of them I, I I'm gonna have to go for because yeah. it's yeah yeah it's yeah I I can't I can't say anything or re- reflect on anything other than what I've already said and 
other than agreeing with what you've already, you, you guys have already said. So yeah, that's where I'm at. All right, Terry, where are you at? Dude, I don't know how to, how do you cut this more than five? Like it's so heartbreaking mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. like, like surprising. It's going to be five for me. Like I did, I did not expect this at all. You're not wrong. It's just like, just my problem is that I'm like, I've already, I've already had my heart ripped out multiple times, <laughs> you know, like watching this. Um, yeah, like, so, yeah. Yeah. somebody's cutting garlic right in front of my face. No, oh, like, like, Oh my God. Ah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like no, like literally, like I, like I, I say, like, like, onion. So, oh, like so, onion. Oh, no. so the two things I'll say about this is that um, about this part of it is that I, yeah, I played a little bit of audio at the beginning. Whatever, there's not going to be any audio on the way out because there's nothing. Normally, I try to pick something like goofy to round out like the episode. What yeah, what? yeah. Uh, other other than our audio, like yeah, of us. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say this might be just kind of a well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm not gonna I'm I'm just gonna play the outro music and that's it because I don't think there's any any. It's gonna it, be the the outro of the three of us sobbing uncontrollably. Yeah, yeah, right, right. No, 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 the no. music. No, but I'm like, 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 there's nothing in here that's like, even, like with with Toby's like the gentleman played Toby. Like I can't I can't take that out of like you know, I just there's no, nothing here that's no, like there's just, nothing here that I'm gonna poke fun uh, at. Um, and then, is, like, yeah, sorry, go ahead, please. Terry. It, it is due its respect here. So like, it is a very depressing storyline. Yeah. I mean, and with that said, I'm not going to use any screen caps because like, you know, normally on the Facebook page, I, I, I do something silly every day posting. Like I do sarcastic, like photo comments or whatever. Oh I'm, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, I'm, but, I just, I can't do it. Like, I just feel like. Yeah. I, not on this one, man. It, I, I totally respect that. And yeah. Cause I was even thinking that I'm like, wow, you really can't just, yeah. Like I throw I something took, up there and like, I took Oof. one and it was the very beginning where it was him wearing the mask. And I'm like, I don't feel good about this. <laughs> like I just stopped. <laughs> right. So then, yeah. Watch, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, nope, nope, and then no. watching the episode, I got done with it. Like, like I said, it was like, like it was still daylight out and it was like four in the afternoon. And then just finishing it. Like I was like in goosebumps and it's like, I just like, I was so close to just breaking down watching it. So I'm like, you know what? I think we could be good for like Thanksgiving week. We could all give thanks that I'm not going to, uh, you know, show images from this episode or play other audio, you know? So yeah, Uh, I'll give thanks to that. Yeah. Right. So, all right. So that's the Swiss rating. So let's get into, uh, uh, social media. You guys can find us on uh, Facebook at, um, strange highways. You can email us directly at strange highways, podcast, gmail.com, wherever you find your podcast, rate and review us. And Richard, I know you have things, please push those things. Um, you can find me at either Richard Staving Writes, a Facebook page that I just do not update at all. Uh, so I would recommend going to the old Facebooks and finding me at uh, Richard Staving and also on the Instagrams and X, which I haven't touched that in ages <laughs> either, um, or on yeah. Blue Sky. There you go. Excuse me. And I- um, if you want to look at any of my bass stuff, because I, I play in bands and I play many, many shows. You can find that on either Richard Staving or occasionally on RHS Bass on um, on Instagram. Um, that one I don't post as regularly either. Yeah, no, so, but you're part of a band called the, the Rust Valley Revival that has a website as well, right? Yes, we actually do have our full-blown website, Rust Valley Revival. You will uh, find all our shows on there and... Um, uh, yeah, you can actually uh, go through there to order any merchandise. Uh, I'm sure there's lots of videos. Not only you can find the link to Facebook, but also Instagram. And there's videos of us playing 
because that's the cover band that I'm a part of. I'm also part of the Michael Bartlett Trio, which is a jazz group. And um, I'm going to be doing some uh, local high school musicals coming up uh, next year. Yeah. So if you, go, if, if you go up to him and you like write a, a song on a slip of paper and say, bring and hand it to him, it will show up is what I'm saying. Um, no, I will <laughs> cry my eyes out and then threaten his face. He's like, I don't know any Gettling stuff. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. Right. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. I do play. We do play Working Man. There you go. Mm-hmm. So oh, that's yeah. probably the easiest Rush song ever. <laughs> so, so, Terry, um, where can people find us otherwise? We are on Instagram still. Um, we haven't seen enough of you folks. Uh, so Is that yeah, accu- accusation? Follow. You're like, hey, you sons of bitches. Come on, Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm following our feed <laughs> like we're we, we don't get enough of you sons of bitches over there yeah. you're like get over there right now and check it out yeah. um it is it is a labor of love for us um th- all of this is we're not making money off this please do this yeah. check it out like all of this, Link, all of this is a tax write off. We're, we're all this um, stuff, yeah, yeah. We're we're under uh, Warner Brothers. Like all of this is going to be like shelved, like as a tax write off. Is what's going to? No, I'm kidding. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> been my lifelong dream. And, yeah, and be part and, of and a superhero product people, that gets shelved. Yes, and yes. especially people that uh, like appear on us. Uh, uh, like Richard is a good friend. He's a brother. Like follow him. Do all the links him because he's a talented dude like crazy talented dude um i follow him so why not well then you Terry, also you you have uh you're not shining a light we talked about this last week we we're going to like talk about when it actually released you were on at the devil's ball recently uh talking oh, about- i know I, i'm being a little humble right now. <laughs> i was unawares yeah they're doing their uh month of the remake and you were on there to talk about the bloob. Oh, sorry, the blob, bloob, blob, the blob, bloob, the blob. Is that yes. uh, spelled uh, with an umlaut? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I knew it. Yeah. So um, uh, our our friends at the at the Devil's Ball uh, do a great job for their podcast, and I I just I yeah I I, I sometimes like get a little remiss of like sometimes in like talking about things that I do. But nonetheless, I was on their podcast talking about the Blob remake um, from 88, I believe. 88, yes. Um, yeah. So they do a great job over there. Good friends of ours. Please listen to their podcast. And for some damn reason, listen to my like, ramblings about how much I love that movie. <laughs> it's episode 166. Uh, as of this recording, it was released. And then we were waiting, like, the last episode to talk about it. And then they released another episode, then, like, now as well. They've now talked about uh, the remake of 13 Ghosts. So go check out At the Devil's Ball, but check out Terry's episode, episode 166, The Blob, uh, the, the Blob remake. So, um, yeah, I'm sure it's a wonderful conversation. I've never seen it. Um, so... I know I Terry's going to be mad too. again. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. That, that's another one I haven't seen either. Terry's going to be mad. Oh, oh I'm so, gonna, the yellow shirt's coming dude, off again. I'm, I'm, so, so Terry, dude, I just got to tell you, drop mo- both you mofos. I got to tell you, elbow drop. I just, I just did, I just did an informal poll. Two out of three people have not seen the blob remake. <laughs> <laughs> 
all. This, this is a very informal poll. Yeah, it's yeah. a very informal poll. Oh anyway, so God. anyway, no, okay. On a more serious note, before we get to uh, third, yeah. third best remake of all time. Okay, in so, my opinion. Uh, before before we get to what's happening next, I got, I want to do a shout out. I know. This is me being a little serious here, so I apologize in advance. I'm not the best at being serious. We just we talked about a very heavy episode uh, a few years ago. I was talking to one of my one of my best buddies, uh, my buddy Ryan, who I've known for years. I love him to death, and I asked him at one point. I was like, you know, asked him to be on the show, and while I was talking about the A's iteration. He mentioned Toys of the Caliban. Uh, he was not available for this. Uh, my friend Ryan currently is going through a lot of medical shit right now. Like uh, he's had some uh, brain benign benign brain tumor shit going on. Uh, he has a GoFundMe. Uh, his GoFundMe, go search it. I'll put the link in the, in, in our uh, podcast description. His his podcast. Sorry, his podcast. His GoFundMe is uh, help Ryan evict his brain tumors. Uh, so he uh, he's about halfway to his goal uh, to get funded. He just you know like shit sideways and he's had uh, surgery to remove one of the tumors. The other one's still there, but also there's other, like there's a lot of other things going on and he is one of, I adore him. I, I love him to death. Like I said, I've known him for years and he always loves the dark twisted shit. So of course, when we were talking about the twilight zone, he would bring up this episode. So I'm just asking everybody if he can 10, $20, not asking for the world, everything would help him. So I will make sure I'll put that in the notes, but please go, go help us go fund me. Cause like he's, he's out in Hollywood trying to make movies and trying to do, fight the good fight for all of us to make cool movies about cool shit. Right. So, and I need him to be around forever. Um, always being uh, snarky and um, challenging to the status quo about what horror should be. Right. And I love him to death and people should hope, hopefully donate to his GoFundMe. So there we go. That's, that was my, serious side of this but yeah he it, mentioned this it, he mentioned this episode specifically and i knew when he mentioned it i was like this is why we're friends <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> yeah i we tried not to swear too much but for god's sake to say it terry fucking, like come on yeah fucking do it you said two f words that now has an r rating i'm kidding no we we went from pg-13 like, to r yeah no like but like, yeah. like we, we we don't <laughs> NC 17 now continue. No, but no, like yeah. for, for God's sake, like this, yeah. uh, from everything I know about this gentleman, he's a good dude. Yeah. And, um, like we don't, we don't want to make any money off of this. Like if, if any money is made off of this statement right now, it's going to be sent right to him. Yeah. No, please people go find it. Go find me. Like I said, I'll include it in the, the, the posting for the episode when it gets released. Yeah. Uh, anyway, just, all right. This has been, as much as we've been goofy as, you know, as all get out, let's just let, like, that was important to me to bring that up. And, but yeah, let's just get to what we're talking about next. And now Mr. Serling next episode, which is going to be not the week after it's going to be the, like around December, we're taking a week off. Like we're releasing this know, black Friday. Now I realize it's going to be black Friday. So everybody have a good Thanksgiving. Um, but we're going to take a week off after that, but then we're going to get back into season two, episode six, the convicts piano, uh, which is also directed by the same gentleman tonight. I only hope that it is not an update of a piano in the house, uh, which is um, Richard, you know, that's an Earl Hamner Jr. script. I don't think oh it's going to be Christ. <laughs> I do not like, the, uh, I don't think it's going to be an update of that at all, but I'm just saying okay. like, you know, anyway, but even still, 
the, the convict's piano in the house. I'm kidding. No, that's not what's going to happen. But, uh, but yeah, we're going to get into that. I don't know what this is. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you both. Like Terry always is always, thank you for this. That you're always like my ride or die putting up with the 80s twilight zone and season four and season five of the original series. It's been, it's been some rough road, but I always appreciate you're down for whatever. I do appreciate that. Right. And, I love you brother. And I love the people who connected to you. So like yeah. this is, was an important episode. And thank you Rich, for coming on. Like, you know, it's just, I, it's like, why do I bring you on for the, the humdingers? But I also understand that you have a writing background. So you appreciate when like, when things are well done, they're worthy of discussion and celebration. So I appreciate you coming on for that as well. So, yes. And I appreciate you having me on. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you for introducing me to your whole crew. Yes. Um, and I'm sorry for the Terry thing, whatever. It's, uh, sorry, Terry. I love you. But <laughs> um, all right. Mr. A tough guy, yellow shirt, whatever. <laughs> anyway, safety banana, safety banana, safety banana. Um, so anyway, so Respect. yes, all right, that's going to do it. That's going to do it for this week. Everybody have a good holiday. We'll see you in December. So um, normally I'd say something snarky, but you know what? This has been no, no, we're not going. to No, this is no, this is too much of a dark ride. So yeah, see you in two weeks. Love you guys. <laughs>